Welcome to WeTalk. My name is Antonio Mazza. I'm a co-founder of WeNetwork and I will be your host for today's episode. WeNetwork is a fast-growing, high-quality recruitment business with offices in Jakarta and Singapore. WeTalk is our new podcast offered to you by WeNetwork. In WeTalk, we will unveil topics all around recruiting, career, business, and many more. Medical and life insurance, flexible working, wellness programs, the list of benefits that companies are offering are increasingly getting longer as they seek to attract and retain top talent. However, most employees only use a small part of the long list of benefits they're offered. This is not only ineffective in terms of cost, it also doesn't help fulfill the object of attracting and retaining talent. Based on several research across Southeast Asia, shows 80% of employees will choose lower paying jobs with better healthcare benefits. Our guest today is Steven Tennyson, co-founder at Aman, a tech startup focusing on reimagining employee benefits. Thanks for joining us today, Steven. Thanks for having me, Antonio. It's great to be here on the show. Um, as you know, I've long been a fan of what you guys are building at We Network. Um, I love and respect what you guys are doing to elevate it and reimagine the human resource industry here in Indonesia. First, a little about yourself, if you don't mind. Before you started Aman, you had worked with tech giants such as Google and ByteDance. Please tell us how you develop an interest in this space. Yes, Antonio. So as you know, I've done pretty different kinds of work throughout my career. Some people may say that it sounds random, uh, but I started out my career in online advertising at Google, uh, then moved to do product partnership with Google Maps. Uh, so a bunch of work around geolocation, uh, where I work a lot with government agencies and O2O services. Uh, to do that for four years, uh, then packed my bags, decided to move to Beijing to join ByteDance uh, to basically build and lead their Southeast Asia business development team, uh, mostly focusing on telecom partnerships and content partnerships. All of these may seem random again, uh, but I feel that there is a narrative connecting all of the experiences, including my current entrepreneurial experiences, uh, which is I've always been drawn to work that delivers real positive impacts, however small, on the world. And looking back, I've never really planned my career this way. I grew up wanting to be a journalist. I studied uh, media studies in undergrad. Um, I live in Hong Kong because I wanted to work for a TV company there. Uh, but I would say that many of what have happened in the last few years have been, have been a factor of serendipity and really trusting my gut feeling. And yeah, being at the right uh, place at the right time. Fantastic. Steven, you had the chance to work for the biggest tech company in the US and also the fastest growing tech business from China. Not many people have the opportunity to work with such great companies that are very culturally diverse. Tell us more about your experience. What challenge or any interesting stories? It's, it's definitely been such an amazing and rewarding experience, Antonio, especially to be able to see how the world's uh, two largest tech ecosystems work together. Um, so uh, the American company, which is Google, and also the Chinese tech ecosystem um, in the form of ByteDance, which we know um, is the um, like largest uh, tech um, startup in the world, actually. Uh, but at the same time, um, with both experiences, I had the chance to work on a region uh, that's really close um, and near and dear to my heart, which is Southeast Asia and my hometown, Indonesia. So I left my job with the product partnership team at Google, working on a product that's used by so many people and yet so complex, Google Maps. Um, as you know, uh, mapping products are more than just pure software products, uh, but the data and content are such integral and important part of the product, uh, which is especially interesting for markets like Southeast Asia and Indonesia, uh, where some of the mapping data may be difficult uh, to gather and piece together. Uh, for example, 
for those of us who grew up in Jakarta, we would uh, be familiar with the concept of Ecopaji and Microlet, uh, which are the disorganized minibuses, uh, which may not have fixed arrival and departure timing um, every single day. Hence, um, back in our team, we had to really find creative and innovative solutions to solve that problem. Um, and I would say that another deeply memorable, another deeply memorable experience was working on a good one Google partnership um, and collaboration with Asian Games Committee back in 2018, uh, where we basically uh, brought together different uh, product teams um, at Google, Google Search, Google Maps, Google Translate, uh, YouTube, and so forth, um, and strike a partnership with the Asian Games Committee. Um, as we all know, it was such a big moment uh, for Indonesia, and to be able to play a small role in that was one of the most unforgettable experiences of my career. With regards to ByteDance, um, I joined the company uh, in 2018. I moved to the Beijing office uh, then, and I definitely learned a lot during my stay in Beijing. Uh, one of them is really the intensity uh, and disciplined work ethic um, upheld by the Chinese tech ecosystem and founders and workers, right? Uh, so you may be familiar with the term uh, 996, uh, which basically means that people work from 9 a.m to 9 p.m., six days a week. Uh, so I don't endorse the hustle culture at all, uh, but I would say that the key is to find a work that you, you, that you really love doing, um, kind of your life's work, that it doesn't feel like work anymore. Um, so I would say that uh, looking back, uh, the main difference between uh, Google and Biden's was that obviously Google is a much a, a much more mature company. Um, I, I joined in 2014 um, up to 2018, uh, whereas by the time that I joined Biden's, it was a fairly, I mean, it was a large company, right? Uh, but in the international uh, stage, I think that it was kind of like in the early days. Uh, so, for example, when I joined the company, uh, the Singapore office probably had around uh, six people. Um, and I think uh, by now, uh, there, there's probably like, um, like more than a couple of hundred of people um, in the Singapore office. Fascinating, Stephen. And then you studied in Australia and Hong Kong and work in Singapore and Beijing. But in 2020, you decided to Pulang Kampung. Why is that? Yeah, so by 2020, I, I spent a decade living overseas and I thought that it was a good time uh, with the start of the new year and new decade to come back home and do something new. Uh, so um, I wanted to really think about what I can do to contribute back to my home country. Uh, so for me, it was both a professional and personal decisions where professionally, um, I was really, I've been, I've, been, I've been spending the last few years working in large tech companies like Google and Biden's, and I was really thinking about like what's next, right, for the next chapter of my career and my life. Uh, and also on a personal level, uh, I really wanted to try something new that I think uh, can deliver like um, impacts, however small, uh, on my home country, Indonesia. Now, Stephen, a man's statement is to reimagine the employee health insurance experience. What does that mean and what service does Aman provide exactly? So Aman is the latest addition to the HR tech ecosystem in the form of digital employee benefits platform, um, helping companies, especially startups um, and tech companies, to conveniently find purchase and manage health insurance uh, for their employees. As, I'm, as you know, and I'm sure that you hear a lot of these from your clients and partner as well, the old way of purchasing and managing health insurance is incredibly slow and tedious uh, with manual paper processes, uh, taking time away from what really matters, uh, which is the strategic talent management. Uh, with Aman, we aim to help employers to save time on benefit admin um, and achieve operational efficiency while at the same time uh, providing the best uh, benefit strategy they can uh, for their employees. Are there other companies that do similar work to what Aman does? Uh, what are the differences in terms of service offering with regards to employee benefits offline or online, whether it's in region or in other markets? 
For sure. Employee benefits is unique, Antonio, because it revolves um, around insurance, healthcare, and also a human resource. Um, hence, it's quite different from the other branches of insurance. So, for example, uh, most of it are in the hybrid of marketplace and retail. Uh, but on the other hand, um, employee benefits sits in the intersection between insurance and SaaS, uh, software as a service, uh, because of the sheer complexity of benefit admin processes, uh, which includes stuff like uh, employee benefit enrollment, uh, benefit communications, uh, claims, etc. There are a few players um, around the world in the employee benefit space as well, uh, both in developed countries like uh, US, um, Canada, Europe, but also in developing markets. In the last few years, we have seen places like uh, India, Brazil, Russia, China, there are a few uh, new players uh, coming into the space as well. Um, and for me personally, um, I've also spoken with uh, quite a few of them. Uh, for example, in Brazil, there's a player called People Saudi. In India, there's one called Plum. Um, and I think for me, it's been super helpful to be able to reach out to all these founders uh, who are working on similar problems around the world and be able to exchange notes and learn from them um, and see uh, if there's any way that we can really apply uh, their learning and experiences uh, to our company and to what we are doing here in Indonesia. Exciting, Stephen. Uh, in a recent episode of Indotechno with Alan from Alpha JWC, I shared how non-cash benefits are becoming more and more important for talents. Uh, the list of benefits that companies are offering are increasingly getting longer, as mentioned in our introduction. However, most employees only util utilize a small portion of the benefits offered. What would be your suggestion for companies and HR professionals on how to optimize their benefits offerings? I think the case in two words, uh, data and analytics, right? As you know, the compensation benefits are amongst the largest investments a company can make. Um, and especially uh, for tech startups um, and tech companies, it's incredibly important uh, for a company, therefore, to be able to meaningfully measure and track the utilization of these benefits, uh, broken down by, by various parameters and how uh, it impacts employee engagement, uh, which I know can be tricky, especially in startups and younger companies, uh, because the HR teams may not um, be as abundant and maybe doing everything at the same time and there may not be sufficient headspace uh, to dive deep um, into these analytics. Um, so I think that's where technology can really come in um, and how it can help. Uh, so it's something that's really central to our product offering and that we uh, always strive to we, that we always strive to uh, continuously uh, improve as well. Now Stephen, talking about Aman's growth strategy, Right. Um, what is your growth strategy and where do you see a man in five to 10 years from now? Yes, um, so collaboration is super important to us, Antonio. Um, as you would agree, the HR um, and HR tech space is such a large, um, abundant and untapped market here in Indonesia uh, that we think that it only makes sense for us, uh, for different folks in the ecosystem to partner together um, instead of directly competing against each other. Um, and in five to 10 years, um, I would say that, although I would, I would say that I hope that this will happen sooner, uh, we see ourselves as an operating system for employee benefits covering not just health insurance, uh, but catering to all the needs of employers, including pension plans, life insurance, uh, flexible benefits, uh, wellness benefits, etc. Um, again, we believe that to achieve that, we believe in collaboration uh, with the folks in the HR ecosystem, um, again, with amazing companies like yourself. Thanks for that. And now, uh, Stephen, um, a topic that is very close to my heart, right? Uh, nowadays, we are living in a new talent economy. And most companies are shifting away from traditional human resource functions to focus on talent strategy. Is that one of the reasons why you guys decided to start Aman? 
Yeah, thanks for bringing that up, Antonio. It's definitely uh, the reason why uh, we decided to start Aman. Uh, so both me and my co-founder have been really fortunate enough to work at companies uh, where talent strategy is incredibly important, um, especially uh, Google, right? Uh, so throughout my four plus years there, I've always been really impressed by the amount of efforts um, and initiative and thoughts that they put in developing and nurturing talents. Um, and in a holistic sense, not just in the terms of professional sense, uh, but also in terms of um, on how uh, they can really elevate the employee's well-being um, and how the employees can grow as a person as well. Uh, and another reason, I would say that um, my co-founder and I, uh, we have seen people in our lives, uh, people we care about having to go through expensive and difficult medical treatments uh, without sufficient insurance coverage. Um, and both of us have, grew up, have grown up in emerging markets, uh, mean Indonesia and mean Vietnam, um, and we just believe that having access to better financial literacy and safety net is the key uh, to live better lives in markets like hours. Stephen, you were brave enough to start the business in the middle of COVID-19 pandemic. Has the pandemic in any way affected your business or any growth plans? Yeah, God, it's been so difficult, right? I'm not going to lie. Um, I think that there's no guidebook uh, on starting a business during a pandemic. It sounds cliche, but I would say that all of us have to adjust to a whole new set and reality of working. Uh, but at the same time, um, and I think this may seem contrarian, but I do think that some of these constraints have actually been helpful for us in the zero to one stage of building a company. Um, it's taught us to be a lot more resourceful, a lot more creative, a lot more resilient, and a lot more anti-fragile, which I wouldn't think have happened in a bull market. Um, so I think that these are helpful because these are the formative years of our company building, our team building. And I think these are the attributes and really a mindset that will stick with our team uh, forever, really. Um, I would say that another uh, point, Antonio, was that something that's um, personal and close to my heart, I think, at least for me, I've been really paying more attention to my own mental health and well-being. Um, I think it's something that really uh, people don't focus on enough, but I think over the past like 12 months or so, uh, with every, everything that's going on around the world, I think it's even more important for people to really uh, pay attention to like self-care and mental well-being. Mental health. This is such a hot topic nowadays. Are we talking enough about mental health in the tech ecosystem, Steven? Yeah, I don't think we are. Um, I think that it's something that a lot of uh, people, founders, um, tech executives, uh, tech people do not really like to talk about. Um, I think that the reason may vary. I think that one of them is that uh, people may see it as still see may, people may see it um, as still being stigmatized, um, and I think people also may see um, being asking for mental help, asking for professional help as a sign of weakness, uh, which I don't think is the case at all. Uh, so, for example, just to share in my own personal experience, uh, throughout my whole existence, throughout my almost three decades of existence, I've only had maybe less than eight people in my life who have really opened up to me that they are struggling with their mental health, mental well-being, and are really looking for a professional help. Um, but I think that people should really shift the mindset where they see uh, being um, able to admit uh, that uh, they are feeling like less strong, uh, that they are feeling uh, alone. I think um, it should be a sign of like vulnerability, uh, vulnerability um, and strength uh, rather than a weakness. Um, I think also in the context of like workspace and uh, and uh, in the context of workspace um, is that people uh, can really um, advocate for a few different techniques and hacks that can really help to elevate uh, mental um, health as well. So for example, um, a few years ago, uh, during one of the toughest moments of my life, I've, I was introduced to the notion of meditation. Um, so I tried it for a while. I still do it now, a regular basis.
cases. Uh, and I think that it's really helped me to uh, recalibrate and being focused a lot more on the present um, and really refocus um, on what really matters in life. Uh, Stephen, do you have any, for example, advice for the HR uh, professionals? Um, I know that having spoken to um, a lot of um, HR and employees, it's something that um, a lot of employees are asking for a lot more, a lot more of, especially uh, with our generation. Um, I think that uh, people are becoming a lot more aware uh, about it. Um, so I think one thing that um, HR should really do is really to think about how um, mental health can fit into their benefit strategy. Um, so I like this uh, quote that I came uh, that, that I came across a while ago, which it says that it says that mental health is um, is health, right? So people should not see mental health as is separate as physical health, but I think uh, mental health um, and health is like one um, and all. Uh, so I think being able to um, to be open about how um, employees will find the mental health benefits uh, very useful in uh, their work, especially during this work from home and pandemic situation. Um, I think it's incredibly important uh, for a company to be able uh, to grow and improve the um, employee and talent strategy. Steven, thanks for bringing this up. Uh, I totally agree with you. I don't think we talk enough about mental health. Uh, and thanks for opening about your personal experience as well. Now, what are the fascinating behavioral insights that you observe of working with your clients during this, you know, launching of Aman as well as the pandemic itself? It's going to sound cliche, Antonio, but I would say that one thing is the adoption of digital technology. Uh, for example, when I lived in Singapore a few years ago, I would have to hop on a flight, take a one-hour flight, two hours of traffic jam uh, for a one-hour meeting in Jakarta <laughs> because people want to meet me in person. Um, I think that it never fails to amaze me how the times have changed now. Uh, people are used to Zoom or Hangouts meeting. And in fact, it's just so amazing that we are doing this amazing podcast now over such a medium. Um, I think that this trend is a good um, because it's a catalyst uh, to let people and businesses realize the importance um, of technology, um, of how digital technology can really bring more productivity, how it can help companies to optimize for efficiency, help to save costs, which I think is especially important for many different lines of work, especially for a task as cumbersome as employee benefits and insurance. Thanks, Stephen. And now, in closing, what advice do you have for young entrepreneurs, Indonesian, just like you, that are looking to Pulang Kampung? I would say do it uh, and don't be afraid of problems um, and spaces that may seem new, unfamiliar, and complex to you. Starting up by itself, as you can relate, Antonio, is an incredibly difficult thing to do, right? Uh, probably the most difficult thing you can do in your entire life. Uh, so I think that you might as well work on something that you really care about and might, have not, uh, might not have been done before. Um, have that audacity. What a great discussion. Thanks so much for joining us today, Stephen. Thank you so much for having me, Antonio. It's really great, and uh, I look forward to uh, working with you guys. If you have any further questions you would like to ask Steven or Winatork, don't hesitate to contact us. See you soon, and sampai jumpa lagi. Mm-hmm.